I'm Tucker, and this is Sceneplay. On this episode, we're starting a new arc, that arc being the final voyage of the Selene, which is a game written by James Mullen of Groundhogeth Games. You can, that's how you can find him on the internet generally. For this game, there's not much to tell you up top. We have a couple new players, and also we have a content warning. There is some stalking that goes on, so take that under advisement. And that's about it, so I'll see you on the other side. All right. Um, let's, let's read all the text for this one. I might have to cut it. But Kaylee, do you want to read this first page? Prepare your materials. Copy and cut out the rules and agendas, then paste them to index cards. Sit everyone down at a table. Do what oh, I wait. Si- Stop. Sorry. Before we go, pause. Hey, so this is scene play, and we're, we're about to play a game called The Final Voyage of the Selene. And I have some friends with me today. I'm Tucker. I'm the host of this podcast. We want to go around and say our name and our pronouns and what we're up to today. Hi, I'm Kaylee. I use she, hers. Um, I am so excited to be back on the pod. It's been a little hiatus, um, but should be a good game. Hi, I'm Noah. Uh, you see him as I was trying to return a package uh, at the at the mailbox, or not the mailbox, the post office. <laughs> but it's Sunday. <laughs> Hi, I'm Nelly. Um, I use she/her pronouns, and I've been recovering from a hangover, but I think we're good now. <laughs> a lot of hydration. Beautiful. Now, Kaylee, do you want to read these words for the first time, please? For the very first time. For the very first time. You've never read these words before. Prepare your materials. Copy and cut out the rules and agendas, then paste them to index cards. Sit everyone down at a table. Do what it says on each page of this book. Do not turn a page or read out a new section until told to do so. Now read on. Uh, no. Do you want to read our prelude? Sure. Prelude. Prelude. <laughs> Embarkation. Each player takes a roll card. Either let players choose their roll or deal them out randomly. Each roll states the following facts about the character. Their honorific and surname, a duty or obligation they must fulfill, two issues they may have to deal with, an authority that may be asserted once during play. Each player must decide on the issues, on the answers to their issues, in the following way. The answer to one issue must be yes and, the answer to the other issue must be no but. Players should all share the information on their roll cards with each other. The answers they give to their issues should not be shared yet, however. Once everybody has received a roll and declares that they are ready to move on, pass this book to the youngest player at the table who should read the next page. There you go. All right, so let's, I've dealt out roll cards and let's go. And what, what again did it say you can give? You're supposed to give and what aren't you supposed to give? Uh... It says players should share all the information on their roll cards with each other. The answers they give to their issues should not be shared. Okay, cool. <laughs> so let's let's just share what we have on our roll cards, and then we'll decide what our issues are. I'm going to play Lieutenant Kazarian, a hardened veteran paid to maintain security on board the Selene. And my two issues are, do you suspect contraband has been smuggled on board? Have you found the one who betrayed your squad? And I have an authority where I may confiscate an item from somebody else. I'm Chief Price, the head of engineering with a duty to keep the Selene running. My issues are, have you, desi- have you decided to resign your commission? 
And is the addiction getting stronger? My authority is you may switch off a ship system. Um, Inspector Ital. What do we think about this, Tucker? Ital. Yeah, maybe. Right, uh, you, you run with I'm however you think that is. security operative maintaining law on the frontier. Uh, my questions are, do you have evidence of a conspiracy? Does anyone have evidence against you? And my authority is you may unearth another PC's agenda. They must show it to you. Um, I'm Artiste Bach, a performer employed to entertain the passengers. My two questions are, have you identified your stalker and have you held on to top billing? Um, and my authority is you may inspire another PC to change their agenda or choose, and they will choose a new one for, from the unused. Cool. All right. Um, and so what we're all going to do, I gave everybody an index card. And so write your name on one side and then write the answers to your two questions on the back, on the back side facing you. And so you'll have it faced like that. So you will be looking at the uh, at your answers, and everybody else will be seeing your name. You might also want to write your own name in small letters on the back, because often that is a thing that is forgotten. <laughs> so is everybody ready? No, you're probably the youngest, right? Yeah. <laughs> How old are you, son? <laughs> I was 17 until a couple of days ago. Kayla, you look very scary with the hood. <laughs> I am four years older than you. That's too many. <laughs> Read the plain text below out loud. The stress propulsion drive was humanity's key to the galaxy. It exploits a feature of subsitial space, space, the creation of stress lines, running fractures that create nodes in normal space where they meet and cross. The stress drive allows a ship to enter substitial space at one of these nodes. <laughs> when this happens, the crew, no, the crew are no longer in control of their ship as it hurls along a stress line to the next node it intersects, at which point the ship returns to normal space. Ordinary propulsion drives are then employed to seek out another node from which the ship can continue its journey. Getting from point A to point B in space is therefore like navigating via a roadmap. There may not be a route that takes you exactly where you want to go, necessitating a number of detours. The courageous or merely impatient are always striving to find shorter, quicker, more efficient routes. Many of them have returned safely from this endeavor. Um, starting with me and continuing clockwise, each player now takes a turn to narrate a flashback for their character showing how they were destined to be on board the Selene. You may bring other characters into this scene. You may ask other players to contribute the dialogue of other characters in this scene, or you may narrate it all yourself. You may use either or both of your issues as influence or inspiration for this scene. At the end of each player's flashback, it should be clear that they are boarding the Selene soon, if not immediately. A flashback may take place years ago, when the character signed on to the crew, or just yesterday when they hurriedly boarded the very next ship that was departing the planet. Elements to consider for flashbacks are the climate and landscape of an alien world, a culture based on a single ideal, the appearance of life on other planets, the everyday technology of the future, changes in the definition of human. Once everyone has narrated a flashback and declares that they are ready to move on, pass this book to the oldest player at the table who should read the next page. All right. So does that make sense to everybody? It's okay if it doesn't. But I, can I read it quick? Because I just need to... 
run. So, so we're going to play a scene where you can bring other characters into the scene. So those, those characters can be the characters around us or they can you be can, entirely different made up characters. And we can play them for you. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that sounds good. Um, feel free to use your issues and that works for me. So starting with Noah, right? Yeah. And are we allowed to reveal the answers? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. 100%. Cool. 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 Um, Um, okay, uh, so Inspector Atal, uh, when he was just a young lad, uh, w always dreamed on being a, a painter, uh, but his mother told him that there was no money in painting and that he, he had to uh, be an inspector on the, the outer frontiers of, of the known universe. <laughs> um, so yeah, if we just if someone wants to play my mother and we can sort of do that conversation. I'll play your mother. <clears throat> Mom, look at this 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 uh, painting I just made in art class. Isn't it great? Oh, Ian, it's it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. When are you going to give up this kid, this immature, childish passion you have for art? But Mom, it's the only thing I like to do. Ian, Ian, yes, Ian Ital, as you are called. That's my name. <laughs> <laughs> I. I have heard that it is good for kids to have hobbies. Um, so I appreciate that you like doing this. But when you grow up, you have to get a job and support your family in their old age. And I really think that being an inspector on the outer frontier is the way to go. But mom, I just want to work on Wall Street. No, no, no. Wall Street, as now in this modern age, it is a... Uh, it has recovered from its times as a big bank street and is now a place for artists to go and, and uh, be artists in residence. Um, is not the place for you. Okay, fine. I guess I'll just go inspect some things. I'm glad we had this conversation. <laughs> Beautiful. Still warming up. <laughs> yeah, we'll get there. All right. And... Let me jump in with a couple of things that I like to say when we're starting to play a game. So these, I'm going to say four principles. Actually, I'm going to write them down. But so, and these are, these are just short little principles or big ideas that I like to think about when I'm trying to build a scene, when I'm trying to play a character, when I'm trying to create a story. So one of them is play scenes, find moments, and this comes out of a different idea, um, which is originally in Apocalypse World, which is play to find out what happens. Mm -hmm. And so one thing that role-playing games are really, really good at doing, and, when, and that comes out of people's abilities to find patterns, is that they're really good at generating surprising, cool, and fun twists, fun ideas that you, you no individual could, thought, could think of. And if you let them do that, you can create really, really cool moments. And you should be looking for those moments. Think about things that we've said before, pulling them into the scene, and just finding this tapestry of ideas that we're kind of building as we're telling a story. And the, the place where that starts to break down is when you start to plan, when you start to think, oh, I think that the story would be the best if we do this, this, and this. And that means planning out of character, right? That means 
planning as a player versus planning as a character. So if Inspector Aital has some grand idea of how he's going to get to Wall Street, how he's going to be an artist in residence, that's really cool and that's awesome. But that shouldn't take precedence over what's happening around the table. That should be worked into what's happening around the table and that should be responding to what's happening around the table. And that's one of them. Um, the next thing is make big decisions and that's an and sign <laughs> follow them and what that means is choosing to just respond in a very basic way and just saying oh these are all the things we have so far let's work with them is cool but it's Net, it's if you make non-committal choices if you just keep following the path that you were set at the very beginning and you just keep plotting around not responding and also not exerting your own influence onto the, onto the world you end up with something that is very drab very cliche and generally just not as interesting to play in and so what that means is you should choose to do you should choose to make crazy things happen you should choose to borrowing from a different game uh, an example they use. You should choose to nuke Atlantis. You have the choice to nuke Atlantis. That's really cool. And following that, you should follow that. That didn't make a lot of sense. But <laughs> so if you nuke Atlantis, find all the consequences of that. Take those. Take those threads. Take all the consequences of something of a big decision, and push them as far as you can. And that's how you'll find ideas. That's how you'll find stories that are really interesting. That's how you'll find different ideas. Let's do another scene, and then I have two more of these principles that I'll put out there. Ellie. Um, yeah. So should with the um, like the two questions, uh -huh. um, should I? Do I have to answer them, or can I like, keep? Answer? You you don't need to give the answers okay. to them right now. Um, the, if you want to use them as a tie-in, you're welcome to, mm -hmm. but it's certainly not necessary. Mm -hmm. Just know that those are things that are true about the world. Yeah. Um, okay, so Artiste um, was, you know, has lived on this planet for a while. Um, it's it, it's a sort of stopping place, kind of like an interim area. What does it look um, like? Ooh, um, it's much smaller than Earth, so you can kind of see the curve of the planet as you walk around, and... Yeah, it's kind of like a small town, like those ones with just one um, hotel and like one place to go out um, to as a diner. And so she was a dancer there. Um, but um, it's considering it's such a small place, um, a few patrons took a little bit too much interest in her. And now she's kind of trying to find a place to go where there's a little less of that. And so she just jumped on the Celine? Yeah. Awesome. Uh, all right, uh, I'll go up. Let's do one more scene. So, Lieutenant Kazarian has been trying to find the Selene for many, many years at this point. And I think, uh, what was the name of the planet, of the small town planet? <laughs> oh, man. I'm just thinking of yeah. Star Wars. Um, hmm, it's Orego. Orego. And so, Lieutenant Kazarian finally by tracking all the different nodes and sort of 
building a very much like red line detective map of figuring out where the ship is going to end up, he found Orego and realized that, all right, this is their next stop and I can get there in time. And I'm trying to think of what a scene that could go with that is. Does anybody have any ideas on that on that line? They have a mole who was killed before they could reveal the name. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, I like that a lot. So let's have let's talk to the mole then. So uh, on the other side of the Great War, we don't have a name for, for this enemy, but we had somebody who was a mole who got in on the inside, and they were they were held captive, and Lieutenant Kazarian was in, was interviewing them, interrogating them, whatever, or not not just debriefing them and finding out, and. Let's 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 play that scene. Does anybody want to be the mole? Nelly, sure. Yeah, cool. So I'm on. So which side was I on originally? You. So I. Th- ooh, I don't, that's a question for you to answer. Oh, okay. But that can come out in conversation, or it might, might not, yeah, depending yeah. on if it matters or not. So we're in this gray room, and it's just gray all around. Whenever I do space, I do gray, and I really should try to change that. But <laughs> I, I've been so influenced. And you're, and you're just s- sitting in a chair. You you just have arrived on this on the space dock, and we're gonna do a walk and talk because those are lots of fun. And we're walking by all these crazily shaped ships. There's one that looks like a pure crescent with a huge engine block in the back. And you have to remember that all the engine blocks are only conventional engines. They're not used to travel the nodes. And so we're going through all these different ships that are wildly shaped. This is the experimental technology wing of our side of the war. And I think we're quiet for a little bit. And then Kazarian says, so I heard you were talking to the unit and you had infiltrated the unit that was involved on the incident at Omega six, did did you did you did you find who killed my men, sir? Um, it was a very very difficult mission. I it took me years and years to gain their trust, and they only talked about it when they were drunk. But yes, I did hear about that member. Did, did who who was it? Where were they going? How are they going to get there? Um, they're they're fleeing right now. They know you're looking for them. Um, of course they do. But I've heard some intel. They were talking about um, a node through a very small planet. And there are only about five of those in this universe. So very small planet. Mm. What kind was it? A heavy, heavily populate, populated planet? Was it Metropolis? Um, no, very, very empty. Um, probably a grand total of like twenty people oh, that, who live there permanently. That that narrows it down. I, I can look into that. Do you, do you know the name of the ship? Oh, um, it was to do with the moon. Um, Celine, maybe. Celine, the Celine. Okay, and he's all, he's all writing this down on a, a da- on a data pad that is just. Again, it's like a gray slate. Kind of looks like an etch sketch almost, but he's writing with a stylus on it. And Kasarian goes, "Okay." And I don't, I don't want to 
Did you get a name? I did. And uh, well, did you give your character a name? I don't think we named your character. So nameless mole. Uh, the the camera. The moment that the mole said the name Celine, we started to see this dark, the the veins darkening <laughs> over their skin, and slow and slowly. You, you see that was going up on uh, it goes up on their neck and they're start and they're starting to say the name they're start they're starting to say the name but then they're choked off and Luke, and there's suddenly lieutenant kazarian is calling somebody there's a lot of red lights people trying to get this mole to the med bay so they can survive or at least say the words but by the time we've made it to the med bay the mole is dead and kazarian just knows the Celine and just knows that it's a small small planet with very few people Wow, intense. Yeah. Let's do the next two things. And one of them is is called Asked Questions. And that's self-explanatory. But if you can't think of something or if you want if there's something that you want to know that somebody isn't clarifying, just go ahead and ask them. If you want to know what the planet looks like, if you want to know what somebody looks like, if you've forgotten somebody's name, all those things are okay. But the closer we are to having the same sort of image in our minds, I just put my hand into an imaginary world that is at the epicenter of all of our heads. If you, The closer we are to having the same idea of what's going on, the better our story is going to be and the more grounded is going to be and also asking questions can be a very leading thing so we saw we see that a little bit in the issues that Celine gave us and you so if you want to move a scene in a specific way it's totally okay to say chief price runs into a room as because i say what how how did you get that bullet wound in your leg Mm. and that's that's not necessary by asking that question you've made that true which is a really cool power to have and also gives somebody a gift and lets them elaborate on it. And because this is role-playing, because this is an improv, it's okay to really, really put somebody on the spot because they can take the time to come up with something. So that's ask questions. And there's only one more. Sorry, I'm throwing all this theory at you guys. But I think it's important. I think it makes games really more interesting. Last thing is look for what the characters really want. And that's not, that's a very acting thing. But it may be that your character wants something that your character doesn't know they want, which can be interesting. It may be they know exactly what they want. But whenever you're in a scene, your character should have a scene goal. Your character should have some idea of what they are trying to accomplish in that scene. And that can be really simple, it can be really complex, or anywhere in the middle. But it's, it's always important to pull back and think, okay, what does Inspector Itao want in this moment? What does Artiste Banque want in this moment? All right, Kaylee, do you have something for Chief Price? Um, yeah. Did we say the Great War was decades ago? Yes. Okay. Well, maybe Chief Price is pretty old. Sure. Okay. <laughs> um, so Chief Price was, um, she was in the Great War as, oh, she wasn't in the war. She, you know, she was a technician. Mm-hmm. She went to engineering school just at the time of 
um, ramping up towards war. And so like these were, there were these huge advances in, te- advances in technology and she was at the forefront of coming up with new weapons and, and ships and, um, and she, and she's incredibly good at her job and she was really impactful during all of this creating of new technology but then sort of was horrified at the mass destruction of the war and turned to drinking a lot and sort of started to fall apart and kind of was working less and less. And then eventually, you know, a few years after the war, she's like in a bar as she spends a lot of her time um, alone, drinking a beer. um, And this mysterious stranger walks in looking for her to ultimately as we'll find out the mysterious stranger is like the fiduciary backer of the Celine and wants her to be a part of the crew for her talents anybody like to tap to play that mysterious stranger (laughs) no i'm looking for volunteers (laughs) i mean yeah like i can let's yeah let's run it back Um, that's a nice coat you got on there. Ah, oh, hi, who are you? Oh, uh, that's not important. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I know who you are and, uh, I, I've got something you might be interested in. Oh yeah? What's that? It's a, it's a little project I'm working on right now, uh, with some constituents. Um, and, and your engineering skills might be, might be needed. It's, it's a new type of ship. A ship? I don't know, kid. I've been out of the game for a while. It's going to take more than a little project or a new ship to get me back. Uh, this is this is one of the first ships to, uh, to really get into node theory, though. I, I thought you might be sort of interested in that. Node theory? Hmm. That is interesting. Yeah. Here's, my, I, here's my card. Why don't you call me later? Okay. works so who is the oldest and here's something we can do too uh we have this whiteboard if any term if any terms stick out to you feel free to write them on the board so we can draw from them because we want we want to try to build like a palette of elements that are involved in the story so for example i think i'm going to put the great war and probably nodes down right now if anybody has anything else that they think should be in this that's certainly worth putting Arago, what was the name of the planet? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. someone want to write that? I don't know how. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like oregano. Arago. <laughs> <laughs> no, do you want to write nodes for me? Or node theory? <laughs> it's way too tempting to to resist node theory. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah, everybody loves no theory. Kelly, you're you're older than me, right? Um, are you 22? I'm not 22. Yeah, yeah. I'm 22 now. Mm-hmm. Almost 22. <laughs> it's a great age. <laughs> Everything changes. Um, page seven. Act one: Departure. Deal out an agenda card to each player. These may not be selected by the players, but must be dealt out randomly and secretly. An agenda gives your character a goal to fulfill during the game. 
Connect your agenda to at least one of your issues and choose another character to be the target of that agenda. Do not share or discuss these decisions with the other players. Yet. Once everybody has received an agenda and is ready to move on, read the plain text below out loud. Agendas. So everybody can look at these and decide a character that's connected to. And one thing is that your agenda, you, so if you connect it to a character, it's not necessarily that your character know, knows, right? So for example, if I, ha I haven't looked at my agenda yet, but if I have an agenda that I could somehow connect to the person that I'm looking for on the Selene, then I can, I can write that person. I can decide right now, this is the person who killed my squad, but Lieutenant Kazarian does not know that yet. And that's okay. You can have you can have pretty big di and should have pretty big differences between what your character knows and what you as a player know. I think I got a character card instead of an agenda. Mm, yeah. card. Did you all? I did too. That's so exciting. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, while you guys are reading your agendas, something I forgot to put in play earlier, and I apologize for. This is called the X card, and this is a safety mechanism. So in some, some games touch on really aggressive issues in terms of role-playing and in terms of pe people's past experiences. And so if you ever feel like there's a scene going in a way that you don't like or that you want or that something happened that you don't feel comfortable with or don't want to continue, continue pursuing or any reason you want to edit what just happened, that you can tap this X card and we go back, um, probably a scene, Generally, we can talk it out and figure it out if, if it happens. And no questions need to be asked and no ex explanations need to be given. And you can also, but that's, and that said, if, if you want to, if you feel comfortable talking in, in this space about uh, working your way around different issues or things that you don't want to come up in this game, you, you can also work, uh, work on it in conversations. The X card is mostly a tool for conventions, uh, but I also like to have it out when I'm working with a new group. Uh, people who don't know each other because it is important that people feel safe and feel like they have a recourse to get out of situations that they don't want to be in. Right, and like no communism. No. Com <laughs> <laughs> that was from Microscope. That was very funny though. <laughs> a long time ago. Oh, wow. Was that the one where we all start singing Hamilton mm -hmm. by the end of it? That was good. Okay, should I read this? Yeah. Okay. The frontier of explored space is an ill-defined tangle of outposts and colonies. The cat's cradle of stress lines means that two worlds light up year, um, mean that two worlds light years apart might be only a day away from each other via spaceship, and vice versa. Um, ships like the Selene are cargo vessels, cruise liners, the Pony Express, military transports, traveling circuses, and vagabond towns all rolled into one. They provide continuity. Con continuity between the far-flung arms of the human race and they make things happen. The people of the frontier are always overjoyed when a spaceship visits them and always relieved when it leaves them in peace. Cool. What does it say? Stop reading aloud, now turn the page. Uh -huh. <laughs> oh, I guess I should keep going then. Ah, uh, starting with you and continuing clockwise. Each player now takes a, a turn to narrate a mystery scene for their character, showing how they investigate, discover, or conceal some information. You must state where on board this scene is taking place. You must involve at least one other character in this scene. You must use either or both of your issues as influence or inspiration for this scene. 
You may pursue your agenda in this scene, and you may do so through direct confrontation or manipulation of others. You may use your authority in this scene if it is appropriate. This remains true and uncontested for the remainder of this act, unless overturned or modified by another authority. Mystery scenes can be used to foreshadow, um, f- to foreshadow events still to come or to resolve questions posed earlier. Elements to consider for mystery scenes are reversing an assumed relationship, wandering into the wrong area of the ship, observing a unique interstellar anomaly, a total communication failure, gambling in the ship's casino. Once everybody has narrated a mystery scene and declares that they are ready to move on, pass this book to the next oldest player at the table who should read the next page. So starting with me and continuing clockwise, each player now takes a turn to narrate a mystery scene for their character. Um, Okay. I think I want to... No. Um, I think I want to wander into a wrong area of the ship. Um, (laughs) For some reason, maybe I'm a little drunk. Otherwise, I know this ship really well. Why is it wrong for you, given that you are like, you're the engineer on the ship? Well, because I'm... I'm I'm barging in on artiste box quarters, <laughs> or not not your private quarters, but your. Um, what sort of entertainer are you? Mm, I do all kinds of dance and occasionally sing. Nice. So I I've barged into the studio where I where I'm <laughs> really out of place, a little bit drunk, and um, you are practicing a dance <laughs> and, um, and then I try to and and then I, that's where it starts <laughs> what does this dance look like what do these quarters look like this, describe like the space that you're in the clothing you're wearing what your characters look like I want to I want to feel this yes image me I'm I have short gray hair really short you know um like pixie cut of sorts I'm a, a rather short person. I am wearing um, a tunic of sorts <laughs> because, uh, you know, like medieval clothes and, and space exploration always seem to go together. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> There's some stuff behind that. Let's yeah. keep going. <laughs> um, and um, the dance studio is not a traditional like ballet wood floors beams mirrors sort of situation it's like stark white very modern space age um yeah there's like several mirrors on the wall but it's not a mirrored wall it's like individual mirrors and nelly's dance is some oh i'm sorry artiste box dance is artiste (laughs) your first name or your title Mm, oh (laughs) A title. It could I think also it's a title too, name. but it can be Damn. your name. <laughs> um, Call me Artie. The artiste's <laughs> dance is super modern. It's like so slow. You're not supposed to be able to tell that they're moving. <laughs> it's called a statue dance. <laughs> and if you can see movement, then the artist, uh, the, the the dancer is you know no master. <laughs> 
Wow. Very dumb statue dance. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. What is this room? Um, excuse me, this is my practice studio. Oh. Oh, you're the um, you're the entertainer on board, correct? Um, yes. You know, and who are you? Oh, yeah. Um, I'm Price, Chief Price. Uh, I um, I fix the ship. I make the ship go. I'm the ship going goer. Back when I was in the war, there was no um, entertainers. Excuse me. Could you please sh- leave? I'm trying to. I'm very focused right now, trying to perfect this dance dance you're just standing there Mm. (laughs) yeah some people don't appreciate my craft but (laughs) it really is quite advanced and takes a lot of focus to maintain this position and also there is some motion that you're probably (laughs) too pedestrian to appreciate oh okay wow artiste bach as i've heard you've been called now it comes to me um just because I'm old doesn't mean I don't know what you modern age kids get up to. And just so you know, I do know what the statue dance is. Because one time I was reading a book and they mentioned it. Very impressive. I'm going to go. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. There's one thing I wanted to ask you about. As the chief of the ship... Have you noticed anything with the blackouts recently causing them or affecting them? Who who told you about the blackouts? It's only on... It's... How did you know? I mean, is that... It's not as if... I live on this ship. I mean, I, I go around it. I, I find my way into areas. Yes, I, we've, we've, but we've segregated out certain areas where the blackouts can be contained... So the majority of the ship stays powered. Have you been going into areas where you shouldn't be? I think I heard it from someone else, one of the other performers on this ship, actually. Okay. Do you happen to remember who that person is? I'm so sorry. The conversations in our dressing rooms are very, very confused. Everyone's talking at once. Hmm. Well, let me know if you remember. Um, but... Chief, do you do you have any intel, or have you just been drinking this whole time? Of course, I have intel. I'm 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 the chief. I I am the intel. It's everything is contained, as I said, and we're working on it. We have enough fuel. Don't worry. Well, this has been enlightening. <laughs> Cut. <laughs> <laughs> Hey guys, thanks for listening. Again, that was a game of The Final Voyage of the Selene, which is written by James Mullen of Groundhogeth Games. Groundhogeth is spelled G-R-O-U-N-D-H-O-G-G-O-T-H. So ground, followed by hog, followed by goth, all stuck together, keep both of the Gs. You can find him on Twitter. And... If you like the show, you should stick around, and in two weeks we'll have the second half of this game, 
And you should also follow us on Twitter, which is scene underscore play. You can follow us on Facebook and you can email me directly at sceneplaypod at gmail.com. And leaving a rating or review on iTunes is also super, super helpful. It bumps us up in the charts and lets us be more visible. There's a lot of people putting out actual plays nowadays, and it is really helpful for us to try and move to the top because I want more people to hear what we're doing here. I really like my style of playing, which should make a lot of sense. It is my style of playing. And I hope that I can present that to the greater community at large because i think story gaming in the greater tableau of role-playing is really fun and really important and with all that there's a poem coming for you specifically nelly is going to read the beginning of the love song of j alfred puffrock by t.s Eliot. let us go then you and i when the evening is spread out against the sky, like a patient etherized on a table, let us go through certain half-deserted streets, the muttering retreats of restless nights in one-night cheap hotels and sawdust restaurants with oyster shells, streets that follow like a tedious argument of insidious intent to lead you to an overwhelming question. Oh, do not ask what is it. Let us go and make our visits.